clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure. Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes to talk about sex. So, Doc, so good to see you again. I know we had to take that week break because things have been cuckoo-cachoo wild and crazy in the mental health world. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, well, also, it was just difficult schedules, too. You had some craziness going on as well. I didn't have any craziness. Why are you throwing it back at me like that? I'm just saying, there's a lot of things. Yeah, I'm very important, I know. But I was just saying that you 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 had a lot going on. That was all I was saying. It wasn't an accusation. And we're back. Okay, okay. What the doc said was true. I was without power. Even though I have a generator, the generator popped on because I, you know, Upper Black Eddy Studios is in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And so then the power came back on, but that didn't mean the internet came back. You see how that works, Doc? You see? So like I got power, but we couldn't fire up the interweb and it was down for like 12 hours. Apparently there's some big tree and some big part of the forest and it fell down. Anyway, people don't want to hear about this. We're back. We're happy to be back. And I know how happy the doc is because it is Greg back again for another review of Straight Erotica. And we're going to get to that very, very soon. Hi, Greg. Hello, peoples. Hi, Greg. Hey, doc. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She never, <laughs> ever reacts like that when I, I see her. We don't even see each other for a week. And she's like, yeah, all right, well. And then you're here, and she's like, hi, Greg! <laughs> well, absence makes the heart grow fonder. It does. It does. It's because I get breaks from Greg. And, then, and also, he's generally delightful, which you are too, Jeremiah, just in a in a different, more taxing way. And then you wonder why I get insecure <laughs> in these moments. Jeepers. God. Okay, Ooh. well, yes, Greg is back, and he's going to be doing... A review of Straight Erotica. The doc gave him a book assignment, and we're going to jump into that momentarily. I'm super, but I'm super, I'm super excited about this, by the way. All I can tell our listeners out there is that this book was really thick. It had a lot of pages. It was not that long. It is a super long book. I looked, I mean, just looking at it gave me anxiety. Like, I was like, I could never read this book. I wouldn't read this book in a year. Like, I wouldn't even be able to get there. So... Thank you, Greg, for putting in print, all that effort. Did you find a print copy? See, I read all my uh, all my trashy books on like a Kindle, so like I don't really have a good sense of pages. No, I did actually find a print copy. Thank you, Amazon. Um, it was quite inexpensive, which was nice, and it is actually three hundred and ninety three pages. That's not that bad. Fun. Not don't that say bad. it's not that bad. Maybe it's not that bad for you. Three hundred and ninety some pages is like reading the Bible times five to me. Okay. That's a lot. 
Okay. Which is usually also really small print. So yeah, the Bible is a lot. That's right. So there, that's how I feel. I don't know if you're agreeing with me or not, but I'm going with that. Okay. So Greg read it. Really grateful for the Greg monster to be back. Don't forget the Amy book is coming out. On mine and Greg's anniversary, it's our husband anniversary and the Halloween. I bet you didn't know that, Doc. Did you know that? I that did was know anim- that. Oh, you did? Oh. She did. Wasn't, didn't, yeah, didn't you two marry at one point for? Yeah, we were, we were, mar- we were married uh, on Halloween officially is when the love began. And now, yeah. you know, it's 21 years we're gone. Can you believe it? 21 years? Right. That's I it, mean, right? I'm. That's it. Twenty-one years. I'm like getting emotional. And you're like, I, right? I, yeah. And I, then I had a sandwich. That's. I mean, Jesus. Well, no. It's. I mean, I'm just. It, there's so much that happens in twenty-one years. I. I don't. Like, I could have a whole episode on that. Wait, you know? is but that when we, you but met? We're not talking about this. Is that when you met on Halloween? Yes, we met. Well, no. So we met. Not technically. We met before Halloween. But the love truly began on Halloween because Greg came to a Halloween party I threw at my house in Culver City, California, and him and his former roommate were dressed as Batman and Robin, but they were wearing little children's versions of the costumes. So like <laughs> the feet went up to like they like <laughs> with the straps, you know, they're they they like his shins. <laughs> and he was Robin and his buddy was Batman and it was hilarious. And that was really the first time we like hung out. And then it was like, man, I love this guy. I think we're going to be friends forever. And so that's where our, that's why it's our anniversary. We are. Yep. Now, mind you, the reason we were in little child costumes was because we got invited last minute to the party. Um, And so we had to run to the local CVS to find whatever was left so we could attend the party in costume. I don't as I did not have time to create a costume. I don't want to have a I don't want to have a fight in front of our millions and millions of fans here in the University of Pleasure. I don't oh, no, no, recall no. this that's at not a, all. That's not a fight. That's not a dig at you. It's just it happened to be a time constraint because uh in Halloween, I normally come up with some pretty good stuff. Yes, like I know. That is like, your that is it is your like Christmas, like it's it's you prep. It really it, is. It really is magical. Some of the costumes you come up with have floored me. <laughs> but anyway, we're just going down memory lane here. See again, and, we could have a whole episode on. Right, this. exactly. So, it's good to be back, <laughs> Doc. How have you been? I know things have been busy and been crazy. All is going good now. You feeling ready to hear a review of Greg to lift your so spirits? I'm so ready for this review. I'm so excited for this review. I also. Like, I'm really excited because this is a really popular book series and I've read a good chunk of it. So I'm excited to hear Greg's thoughts. All right. I'm excited to hear Greg's thoughts. I know nothing about this book. I didn't read a back flap. I didn't even read the cover. I saw the amount of pages and I ran the other direction. So I'm excited to learn what this book is about and get Greg's review in the process. And of course, give my, my, my plucky thoughts. Is that a thing? Can I say it like that? Plucky? Sure. So- we you I don't know. Did you introduce the segment just in case we have new listeners? This is Greg Review Straight Erotica. Yeah, I which... said that. I did said you? That. Yeah, okay. he did. He did. Okay, mention well, it. now we're doubling down. So. All right. Well, you know what? I respect that. And I also would like to let you know that I'm I'm very sorry, Doc, about something. OK, because uh, I got a little feedback from some fans sending us some notes that were like, hey, dude, you can't tell a lady 
she seems tired. Even though you didn't say looks tired, you can't say she seems tired because it's inferred that you're saying she looks like crap. And so I am sorry. I, I didn't really take offense to that. I it know, but we had we had feedback that people were like, whoa, Jeremy. I mean, of all the things I've said. That's what feedback, though. <laughs> that's what yeah, got we feedback. We talked about so much, like, intense stuff. That's what we had feedback about. Yeah, me some of our tired? listeners, they were like, you know, I didn't say look. Don't put words in my mouth. I don't want to go back on this. I didn't say look. I Quick said question. you see. Was this listener your wife, Carrie? No. 100%. <laughs> 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 one second was this listener your wife carrie who was being nice and sweet possibly I mean... <laughs> okay i got a lot of checks and balances you know around me and people were like listen and my wife was like hey look you can't say that she seems tired so i want to let's be clear was it people or just carrie okay it was just carrie okay oh, but that God. Because she's she's our biggest fan, and she was listening, and she was like, I cannot believe you told her that she looked tired. I'm like, I didn't say she looked tired. She goes, yeah, but it doesn't matter. You said seem tired. That, that was sweet of Carrie. I appreciate it. And also, I enjoy the the very... The very uh, the the accuracy of detail that you use to tell these data points to our yeah. listeners. <laughs> Well, I didn't so think I was going to get grilled people. over the data points. I was just doing the public over apology part. His wife over dinner. <laughs> so many <laughs> listeners. But she just... said it more than once. So there each time she said it counted as a listener. That's exactly get... right. Yeah, we should get to Greg's review. As much as I want to talk about how tired I look, let's get to Greg's review. All right. So everybody, <laughs> seemed, here seemed we are. Not looked. This is Greg Reviews Straight Erotica. A third time I said it. Here we go. Greg, dive in. Name of the book. Let's do it. The name of the book is Dark Lover by J.R. Ward. Or, as her birth name was, Jessica Rowley Pell Bird Blakemore. Hence why we went with J.R. Ward, because that would have taken up the full cover. Holy crap. Is that a real thing? Like, is that a, was that that, is is that really real, real name? name? Jessica Rowley Pell Bird Blakemore. She, a uh, little... People that follow some of her books, she has written under the name Jessica Bird, actually, as well, and has other erotica uh, under that okay. name. Okay, so she's got Correct. several pen names. Okay. Yes. So Jessica Bird writes romance novels that um, are just everyday people. Um, J.R. Ward writes romance novels that deal with the paranormal. Oh, wait a minute. Is this a ghost sex so, book? So if not exactly, um, because if you actually picked up the book um, <laughs> that that we were reviewing and would never do it, the it's cover like on the back, it's literally you, would, like kryptonite. you may think ghost because she is rather pale, but um, she is also donning some very like dark black popped collar satin shirt and some funky kind of shaded eyewear. Not full sunglasses, but just tinted A little eyewear. transition lens situation. Yeah. Kind of. You know what, though? Yeah. I use those, too, because I saw Adam Levine wearing them on The Voice when he was still on The Voice, and I'm like, I'm going to get a pair of those glasses. My wife was like, honey, you can't pull those off. I'm like, what? So I got two pairs, and I wear them all the time. And she was kind of right about it, but I still don't care. I'm committing. I'm sticking the landing on it. So I love that she uh, is wearing the same kind of glasses that I wear. What a great coincidence. 
Yes. So her paranormal, though, doesn't um, uh, involve ghosts. It involves vampires. Ooh. So, so yeah. So this is very, very kind of specific. Um, so Vampire imagine, sex. you know, kind of like, you know, an X-rated, like, Twilight series, I guess. Is that? But am I, I am would... I naming the right one? Yeah, Twilight's one's vampires. But, Greg, do you mind speaking a little bit about the vampires are not, like, traditional. They're, like, kind of a different species, Right. Like she treats them like a different species. They're not like eating the blood out of people or whatever. Well, that that was going. Yes. You, you segue nicely because that was one going to be one of my points. Where oh, you're so it, nice. It, you said she segued, not segued nicely where I go. Yeah, I was going to get there. You went before I got there. <laughs> and now you see why I am excited when Greg comes on. Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, Yes, the definition of vampire to J.R. Ward is a little bit different than what we're used to seeing in, you know, just kind of movies and television. Um, there's a it's a strictly different code. And one of the major differences is that um, in order for vampires to survive, they have to feed on the opposite sex's vampire's blood. I'm sorry, so, say that one more time. The opposite sex. So, sexes, so they, have, a, they suck the blood of other vampires that are the opposite sex? Ding, 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 ding. We wow. have a winner. That's a so, twist. Um, so right away, I was a little, you know, I guess, you know, hence why this defines the segment that I'm doing. But that was very heterocentric that mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. There's nothing going to be in, like, there's not going to be anything in this for me, you know? So I was like, all right, we'll read it, see what happens. Literally, I started reading it. And I'm 50 pages in, and the first thought was, Jeremiah will never read this book <laughs> for multiple reasons. But the specific reason was because this is the first book in a series, there has to be so much exposition that it literally takes 65 pages till we get to the first rock'em sock'em scene. And no, I and, would, I would want to crawl out of my skin. And exactly. Jeremiah would read three pages and be like, this is crap and throw it in the fire, you know, and I'd be like, you just got to stick with it. I would just now, like to say here at the University of Pleasure, we do not believe officially in book burning and I would have never burned the book. I just would have <laughs> given well, it away. Because that means you'd have to throw your iPhone in the fire because you only do audible. That's true, too. Yes. So and we know how precious your technology is to you. That's right. <laughs> Saves me. Jeremiah's tech corner. Yes. Yes. Um, so so I I mean, I understood. I was like, yep, let's just keep going because I know that this will probably get a lot juicier. Um, and and it does. It kind of literally goes from like zero to 100 <laughs> yep. where, because it's kind of like, OK, this is this person. This is this person. This is this person. And we see kind of a loose web as to how things start to kind of come together in the two worlds between human and vampire collide. Um, and the central character to this is a young girl named Elizabeth, who is early 20s. Um, and we meet her. She is works at the local newspaper and isn't, you know, like very attractive woman, but isn't with anyone, seems just kind of keeps to herself. 
um, seems very smart, but is not getting, you know, recognition at the paper because it's definitely more of like a man's world kind of uh, scenario. And then you have the flip side where you start to meet some of these vampires um, and the like uh, king of the vampires. Um, his name is Wrath. Um, Wrath is like yeah, R-A-T-H. Like Wrath. Like, yes, W-R-A-T-H. Yeah, yeah, of course, um, that's what I meant. Like, yes, I shall bring my wrath down upon you. Right, I was going to put um, the W in which there, but I just knew it was silent. he does quite a few times to Beth, I have Got to say. It, he brings okay. his wrath down upon her, um, and in a good way. Um, and so you you kind of, there's a loose story built because what we learned, to, uh, what we find out is that Beth never knew her parents. Um, so... We, of course, there's the mystery, like, okay, how is this going to work out? Well, that's because um, her dad is a vampire, but her mom was human, which is so a very So she's like rare... a Harry Potter? So, uh, so she is a half-breed. Yeah, like Harry, wasn't Harry Potter a half-breed? Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't read the books. I saw the movies, Was that an offensive term in the Harry Potter series? I don't think half-breed? so. I, I didn't know. read them. I didn't read them. I don't know. I'm just, I didn't it read sounds them offensive either. when people say it. And I'm like, is that right? what in the Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, by, by technical terminology, yeah. she was bred half human, half <laughs> vampire. So she is a half breed, no matter which side of the coin you're looking yeah. at it from. So I guess from a biological sense, we're not saying this to be demeaning. We're just saying no, this is what she is. I'm just literally asking if Harry that was world, yeah was that like offensive like i don't yeah just, i don't think it was i don't think it was no idea if it is or if it isn't but just yeah, curious i don't think it was meant to be a a, a, a it was a dig for sure got it okay, okay. in harry potter yeah. onto this book sorry not to... well and and you know what and there are a couple characters from the vampire world that kind of use it as a dig in this book as well um but what we come to find out is that um, Beth, who has grown up, you know, she's human um, because vampires go through like a change. They, you know, transition like into the powerful, you know, ageless, blood sucking creatures that we know and love, um, but not until sometime in their early to mid 20s. And so this change is super dramatic, super painful. Like a lot of vampires don't survive it. Um, you know, they literally die in the process. So, um, so you kind of get set up like, Hey, you have to be pretty strong in order to get through this. So she's super um, strong. Cause she's a half breed. Well, and yeah, so we, we come to find out that because of her dad, who is one of these, uh, uh, part of this brotherhood, is this small group of vampires who protect the vampire race. And they're um, of like and they're of like warrior blood, right? They, well they are. There's they are of warrior blood, but like like the king, he is from royal blood. And like he literally his parents were the king and queen of all the vampires. Um and then we find out what happens to them later. Um but Beth's father, his name was Darius he is also part of what would be like the extended royal house, like the aristocracy. And then there's an actual class system in the vampire world. 
Um, so it's, and that is very interesting in itself. So, um, and literally in the book, there is a glossary before you read. Like mm-hmm. there's a like a four page glossary that oh defines terms. I know gosh. right then and there you would have skipped over all of that. I you would have not even have read know. any of it. Yeah, I know. If a book's got um, a glossary, I'm definitely not reading that book. But I mean, to to people like you that would skip over that information, it's fine because ultimately while you're reading the book, the first time one of the terms comes up, she literally puts the definition in to a sentence like following it or a couple sentences later so you know what that what she's talking about so you didn't have to read the glossary but you can go back in case you forgot what it is when they use the terms later in the book um so my problem well is i would sense. have not yeah. read the book a b but- if i was reading the book and it had a glossary i'd be reading the book then i'd forget that there was a glossary so i wouldn't <laughs> even be able to go back to double check it this is see this is why it's, I'm, it's not my thing it's just not my thing all right, look. Well, but, I think this but is it's a- not. But that's also not like an atypical style in like fantasy series, right? Because like right. you're creating you're creating a whole different world with like a whole different lexicon. So like a lot of fantasy series, even outside of like erotic fantasy, like might do that, might create a new lexicon or language. I mean, in certain ways, like Lord of the Rings did that. Yeah, yes. but uh, I. Yeah, but yeah. there were movies. Yeah, there were movies. I watched them. <laughs> exactly. All right. So but, uh, I, even too, like George R. R. Martin did that with the whole, you know, um, Songs of Fire and Ice that, you know, or Game of Thrones, as people know that. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Which I absolutely did not read because I was told those books were extremely complex. And that was why I watched the show. And Greg and I started watching that show together. And incidentally, I didn't like it in the beginning because... It, it kind of played out like a book. It was really slow and really boring. And there was a lot of just people talking. And I was like, when is there going to be like a war? Like, when do people like this is like, when do the swords come out? And then it started picking up speed. And then I became a big fan. So it's OK. But my point right. is, so I, I just want one question, because I think we should take a break so we can get the second half of this review in here. Right. And did get to the she, good stuff. So did she transition into full vampire, that chick Beth? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. That so, chick Beth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, she became chick, a vampire. The chick Beth makes it into full vampiredom. Okay. And then I think this is going to be the jumping off point to the erotic. The review. I mean, that was just the plot. So then we'll come back. Right. The there review. You go. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll be right back. And we're back. We just got the plot of a book. What's the name of it again? Dark Lover. Dark Lover. Well, that's not even, I mean, isn't it like that? Like, I do think it's funny. It's like, here, describe the plot of this very complex fantasy series. Because there's another aspect of it, too, that, Greg, you haven't even talked about. Like, that the vampire race is war is in a war. With yeah, like, I haven't even gotten to the people that are trying to kill them. Yeah. Well, isn't it's everybody like always thing. trying to kill vampires? Like, isn't that part of the the, the thing? It's like sucks this, to be a vampire. In this book, in this series, the vampires are really like pretty, pretty much the good guys in a lot of ways. And so there's regular humans, <laughs> and then there are vampires that are like good guys because they only suck the blood of other vampires of the opposite sex. They can suck the blood of humans. It just doesn't energize them long enough. Oh, I was like, going to say, it doesn't give them like a make- superpower. No, it doesn't make it worth their while because human blood is inferior to vampire blood, so it doesn't actually strengthen them. This Weak. book sounds boring, okay? First of all, if I mean, if I was writing this book, 
if you know you you have to suck the blood of the opposite sex vampire that's kind of a cool thing but then like it should be like gummy berry juice you know what i mean like and all of a sudden you know they they drink a little human blood and they get like super jacked up like like super hardcore maybe it doesn't last as long anyway what's her name what's his what's his the author's name who oh jr ward jr ward jr ward I think you should come on the University of Pleasure. I think I could find ways to to pop this up a little bit for you. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I think she's on like book 20. I think people find well, it popped up. <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah. it's not too soon to discover a new superpower for the vampires to make it a little bit more exciting. Okay, that's just that's all I want to put out there. Willing to help. I'm an idea person. It's what I do. Okay. Gummy bear. Gummy bear. Okay. Juice. That's right. Like gummy bear juice. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. And they would just take a little bit of the swing of that little bottle and then they would bounce on their butts and kick everyone's asses, right? So just a thought. Way to weave it in. It's, it's a possibility. I, 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 hey, you know what? Uh, we can spitball that later when she comes on the show. And Excellent. See what <laughs> I look forward to it. So please, Greg, Write continue. So, um, so, yes. I mean... Like, there is so much in this book because, again, it's setting up a whole series. As the doc said, I believe, actually, I believe she's on book 19 of the series, if I looked that up correctly. Um, and and I, I will tell you, just from reading this first book, um, I will order the second book. Um, oh. Just because I am, I am curious just to see where the storyline goes because there are so many different characters and so many different storylines. And when I was doing research on like the whole series, it literally takes apart all of the characters that you kind of meet in this first book and it highlights them in their own books, which I think is really cool. So think about it like, you know, like Star Wars, you know, like, hey, we had all the characters, but then you had like that Rogue One story and you had like like all those other stories that kind of spin off from the main Star Wars uh, trilogy or saga. Um, and I feel like I'm hoping that it kind of works in that way where it ties up a lot of loose ends, but just creates this giant tree of entertainment that, um, you know, I'm surprised that this isn't or someone hasn't picked this up yet to do like some sort of, you know, sample series. series. Yeah. 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 Um, well, and it does it does grow because I've read I haven't read all 19, but I've read quite a few of them. And like it is interesting too. like I, I don't know if you found this in your research, Greg, like as they go along, actually, like um, there become like two male like two male vampires that are having a relationship is a specific book that. Uh, yeah, I know that that will be there, um, mm -hmm. you know, because there is hints of that in here. And that's and I'm like, OK, I was like, maybe I just haven't read far enough. Like we're just establishing first, like what hooks everyone in and then we'll branch out to some of the other kind yeah. of nuances of sexual outlets for these, you know, for, for takes, the vampire race. It takes her a while to like, I think this is my my critique. I think it takes her a while to branch more into some sexual diversity um, but, well okay but uh, yeah but, uh, she she does start having more like queer gay identified characters and especially like she has these two there's two um like these like really like masculine male characters that have a love story that are like and it's one of the most popular books actually oh of the sure. see so she should have tapped into that earlier hmm? 
but because but to your point, these webs she starts to build and somewhat cleverly, right? I mean it is just trashy fun, but somewhat cleverly. It is. She starts to build to like part of the reason you think about getting book two is she starts to build erotic connections between people that you might not see get together for four more books. Exactly. Because right? yeah, there is in the is, book there a... is a a link between a female vampire and a human male that you just, you know, like you didn't see coming, but all of a sudden it makes sense when it happens because of like th their past and how lonely each of them were. And it literally is like, Hey, I understand your loneliness. Well, I understand your loneliness. And it's kind of like, okay, can we make this work? I don't know. And we don't know because it doesn't finish, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of cliffhangers um, that, or, you know, like breadcrumbs that make you need to go to the next book. And I mean, from an erotic standpoint, I think there are like nine, I think I flagged nine really like hardcore scenes in here. All right. So all, let's get to those. Well, <laughs> yes, Greg, please continue. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. So, so to kind of backtrack a little, so before Beth becomes a vampire, um, the, the king of the vampires comes to her. I'm not going to explain why. You'll have to read the book. But have sex just with know her. He's going to have sex he with her. He's got to have sex with her. <laughs> when, I, I, I'm still waiting for the erotica part. I, I thought this was a book about erotica. <laughs> Do you know, well, sometimes for some people, there's eroticism in the build, Jeremiah. Build. The, thing, Thank the you. tension, the in tension the, yes, and the weight. In the sexual tension that is built in here, I think is... Is fantastic. And hence, it takes 64 pages before we get to any kind of, you know, like, oh, geez, oh my here God. we go. One second. Can you, Greg, please look at Jeremiah's face? He looks so. I beautiful. know. He looks. Yeah. <laughs> he is in pain right now because I won't even talk about the erotic parts yet. But clearly, anticipation for him is not a big turn on because he is in pain. I'm, this is I'm probably, giving him, I'm probably a, giving him blue balls right now, but that's okay. It's literally like, let's review erotica. We're we're 30 minutes into an episode, and we haven't even gotten there yet. Like, but I part of the erotica is the build. Yeah, that's and now, I read the book, which I didn't, but in here, and now you understand. Like, let's get to... Uh, but now you understand the whole premise. This is the first book in a series of 20. Uh, think of how much erotica can happen in the next 19 books or 18 books. I think, like I said, she's on 19. Look, I'm sorry. If, if the erotica doesn't like any good erotica, in my humble opinion, it starts off with a scene, like a good scene right away. You see something sexy you, right okay, away. So that, now and we then, you're, then okay. we're grabbed. Then I'm engaged. And then I'm not just I, tapping my foot to the next I, scene. I have to say, like, I am no therapist, but if that is your version of what is sexy and erotic, I feel like we need to take your computer away and, don't, don't, or at least or at least go on a on a porn hub diet. Don't do not <laughs> do not start to therapize I mean, me I, right now. I'm, I was thinking a similar thing, but I was going to say it more uh, like in a in a way around in like, a clinical way. In a clinical way. Oh um, my god! What is happening? No. Just pause, please. Let's let's pause. Right, mm -hmm. like for some people, like these books are immensely popular. 
like immensely this woman just look at her outfit she's got a lot of money she's doing fine right Mm -hmm. like this author is immensely popular but part of what she does do well is the build and for lots of people they like the anticipation so take something like um like chastity play, right? Like there are lots of people that really enjoy, look at Jeremiah's face on chastity play. Like you just- You you said the word chastity and it was like, you just like tweaked him right in the forehead. Like, But like, that's a good example of a type of play that's very popular, right? Like chastity where like, you know, you can't have something, but you create build and you create tension that lots of people really enjoy because then by the time they are sexual, it feels more powerful or more intense, or they like that kind of slow burn. And that's a perfectly Mm -hmm. legitimate way to experience eroticism. I, some people do like get in start it right away i clearly jeremiah you like more of a you know i love it. i'm just listen I, i'm saying that like if i'm if i'm sitting down to read an erotic book okay which already is a problem just saying that because i wouldn't sit to sit down to read any book but if i sat down to read a book like that a story like that right i'm just saying give me something right off the bat like beth is doing something sexy and then you know, then we go into like, oh, now there's a whole lot of exposition and plot that we've got to figure out from there. Maybe it's a flashback. Maybe it's a moment. I don't know. I'm just saying like something to grab me right away. But the way Greg is describing this book, it sounds like a snooze fest for like 70 pages. But that's the thing. Some uh, people it, would it, find it a snooze fest. Some people find would find it exciting. Listen, I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum. I'm just trying to say, you know, I, hey, whatever. Cool. Chastity play. Be free. Like, I love it. Good for you. I'm just saying, you know, maybe for me, maybe, it, you know, just a little more pizzazz in the beginning there. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Jeremiah, in layman's terms, I would equate this to it's about the journey, not the destination. What? You know? <laughs> what? <laughs> so what for this? some Listen, people, I mean, you it's know, like, it, it, this it's would be like about... if, this would be like if Indiana Jones, the very first one, didn't start with Indiana with all that like exciting stuff and the ball chasing him down the thing and almost getting squashed. Like that's, that grabs you, right? Super grabs you. This book starts with a car explosion. Well, I didn't read it. So that wasn't a part of the plot point. You are are making an assumption that just because it doesn't begin with sex doesn't mean it doesn't start. It doesn't start with a bang. Fine. Continue with the review. But it literally starts with an explosion that killed that father. Yes, it starts with the bang that, yes, we don't know who he is, or we don't know his relationship to Beth at the time until he has a conversation with another vampire. And so, yes, but again, I like, I don't, I'm not here to just tell you the plot. I'm not here to, re- yeah. like, I'm, tell us yeah. about what else you think about the sex in the book. Jeremiah but, likes that part. The, I mean, I was yes, say, the sex, the sex in it. the book is quite descriptive. Um, there is a lot of, um, like, uh, well, here, let me, like, the first thing, um, is, now, mind you, I won't go through all of it, because there's, like, three pages of buildup, and Jeremiah will freaking lose his mind. Yes. Um, but there is a lot, there's, like, a double entendre, because, again, this king of vampires comes to Beth, because he's, like, I knew almost it. ready. I totally called it. He comes to have sex with her. I knew no, it. he comes, to, so <laughs> shut up. Because <laughs> until you read the book, he comes to her to tell her that she's almost ready. 
And she doesn't know what he's talking about. So she interprets it in kind of a sexual way. But he's talking about her transition into being come into becoming a vampire. So like it's like he can smell that she's about ready to transition. And if and he initially goes to help her through the transition as a favor to her father, who is now dead. Okay. And then he has sex with her. But then as he's with her for the first time, like in centuries, when he's near her, he gets a whiff of her essence and it drives him insane. It's, you know, like aphrodisiac times a hundred. And she, although thinking that she should be afraid of this towering man, cannot stop looking at his chiseled body and how big he is. And she was like, I should be screaming and running. But yet I find myself just standing here looking at his body. And and so after, you know, as they get closer and closer and closer, it was kind of like, OK, hey, um, Beth reached out, curious to touch him. But when she let go of the wall, she started to fall. So she was swooning for him. Right. OK. Um, so then it's like, hey, then because she was swooning, he laid her down on her futon um, and sexy, always says sex, always yeah. the futon. Yeah. Right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't love a futon Hot. sex scene? It's like his hair fell forward because, of course, he's a vampire. So he's got long, beautiful hair fell forward. And then as she lifted her hand, she felt his luxurious hair and it was thick and soft. And then she put her hands on his face. And though he was surprised because, heck. He didn't expect her to be touching him this way. He didn't know she was into him as much as he was into her. Like, they were both like, ah, this animal magnetism just breaks out. And all of a sudden, she's like, kiss me. And he's just like, uh, mm, and it's like, pause, pause, no, 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 no. And it's like, nope, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because this is my friend's daughter. I'm here to do a job. I don't yeah, know why he's I'm dead. sexually He has aroused. no say in it. Why can't they... Uh... <laughs> Like, what the hell? I think he was trying to be respectful. <laughs> right. Character. Right. He does describe her, though, as this half-human was the hottest thing he'd ever gotten anywhere near. And, but they didn't so, have sex, or they do have sex. So he cozied up to a lightning strike once or twice before. This was hotter than that. But yes, so they have sex. I they talk knew about it. his. <laughs> It's an erotic book. Jeremiah, it's an erotic book. I could have yes, written this. But you would never get to it because it's on page 64. Oh, yeah, but I said I said when we were talking about before, I didn't even know the whole story. And I was like, the king has sex with Beth. And everybody was like, But blah, he blah, didn't blah. go there thinking like he's going to go and have sex with her. He was charged to help her with her transition as a favor to a friend of his who just happens to be her father. I would just like to say that I predicted this before I even knew. That's how he, I could He predicted this. in an erotic he predicted fi- that the, the two, <laughs> Thank you. He predicted in a, an erotic fiction novels that the two main characters would end up being sexual. I don't know their yeah, main characters. Uh, All I knew is Beth was a main character, so and then there was a king, and then there was a bunch of warriors, and then there so, was like other so, stuff. Like, I, what I okay. know. This is the perfect example, because I did explain who Beth and Wrath were before I started this. Man, that was like 30 minutes ago. And the lead female character. You guys, we're going to have to edit so much of this out. We are. <laughs> we are. But I did describe who, nothing, they, who these were. Because I was right. 
I don't you, think you were not right. I don't think yes, you're I as was. right as you feel like you are. So exactly. Okay. So, so okay, did so you were... find the sex like hot? Was it? Did you think it was hot? Did you think it was fun? Well written. I thought. I mean, honestly, um, I thought it. Like once it started, it was like every scene. Then, like, hence why, like, because all the scenes were about Beth and Rath. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just about this one couple. So it didn't really branch out into any of the other characters. Um, I have a question. I have a question, though. Okay. Yeah. Do they address the elephant in the room at any point in this book? Like, if you're having sex with this vampire and he he gets a hard-on, it's a cold hard-on, though, because he's dead, right? Like, isn't wouldn't that feel strange? Like, you were having sex with ice or, like, an ice cube? Do they talk about any of the logistics in this? They're different. They're... It's no, different. and yeah, because you are you are using your predetermined knowledge of what vampires are, which, as I said at the beginning, is not what J.R. Ward uses when okay, she establishes okay. Okay. I forgot her that vampire part because race. it was like thirty minutes ago. Okay, I forgot that they were like super I special know. vampires. Okay, so okay, so his he, his his boner would be a, a normal warm boner, so it wouldn't be weird. So we didn't need they didn't go into any of those logistics. No, uh, the only logistics they went to that it was quite large. Um, well, God bless. And him. yes, yes. Um, it's uh, good to and, be the king, right? Am I right? Right. <laughs> hey. There you go. But the way that she does write the scenes, there is a there's almost a progression of what like from the first sex scene is very standard. You know, he's on top. He's penetrating her. She's like, oh, my God, I have never orgasmed before. And he gives her her first orgasm is what we find out. And we're like, oh, well, that's interesting. And, you know, not surprised. She's only in her you know, early 20s. So perhaps she hasn't had the experience or didn't, you know, wasn't in the right state of mind to, you know, achieve the big O. Um, but then as they progress through some of the scenes, then she becomes more aggressive in some of the other scenes where all of a sudden she's on like top of him and he's like, okay, wait, I'm the King. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like nobody, like no one's ever treated him the way she does because everyone's afraid of him because he's the King of all right, the vampires. Right. It's good to be and king. so no one wants to piss him off or do something wrong where she has no idea about that whole half of her history and so she just looks at it almost from a human aspect as to like, hey, I want to jump on that. This is what I'm going to do. Boom. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, oh, well, we can talk about it later. But every scene is just like a new layer of just more and more intense heat, which is great. OK, but it's only but it's only the two of them in this book. I mean, which makes sense because it is just called Dark Lover. So it really does center right. around the one singular character of uh, um, Wrath and how Beth's transition into vampiredom. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's a word. I just keep saying it. It's fine. Um, yeah. Um, and how their relationship uh, works. But it ends, like like I said, it ends on a cliffhanger. And I will, like, I am ordering the next book. I'll probably order the next couple um, just because the it's so third cheap. One was- the third one was my favorite, if I'm being honest. The third one's my favorite. Okay, it's, so yeah. It's Zadist. It's the character Zadist. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. in this book here, and that's the other thing. Again, Jeremiah, you're going to hate this because 
it's not, there's nothing erotic about it, but the way she sprinkles in these other characters that makes you need to read the rest of the series is brilliant. Um, and so I cannot wait to hear about this because like Zadist in this, in one of the scenes at the end of the book, Zadist is this character that just seems to have no moral compass whatsoever, just rough and like what he does is what he does. And if you don't like it, F off. Right. But there's this scene where it's, there's this pageantry about Wraith. Uh, I'm sorry, Wrath and um, Beth getting married. Um, Wraith, that's kind of a combination. Oh, yeah. Wrath and Beth. Yeah. Wraith. <laughs> um, getting married. And all of a sudden, like the rest of the vampires are like singing in chorus and above this like big male sound comes this beautiful tenor voice that just sounds so angelic. And it happens to be coming from Zadist, who is probably the harshest, worst looking character described in the book that has no morals. And you're like, well, that's weird. So that sounds then, like it sounds like funny. That sounds like a well, comic do you see? But it does. But then it makes you then you're like, well, how the hell like. I want to know his backstory. I want to know. And so like you meet these characters where you want to hear their backstories. And as I think I read through the series, you will get to see more of the backstories. So I can see why this is hugely successful. And unlike, you know, some of the other reviews uh, that I've done, um, like this, I definitely would recommend. Um, and I'm, I am quite excited to get into further into the series. Well, that is a positive review, if I've ever heard a positive <laughs> review. Right. I, You know, I've read a lot of the series. I think the things like that, you know, there's some stuff I think that's kind of eye-rolly in it, you know. And I do think in the earlier books, it is interesting to watch the evolution of the author's language. In the first, what's the copyright on that, that first one? I want to say 2005. You, uh... a lot more... A lot more like kind of casual homophobic language in the earlier books. Did you notice that? Like between the men and stuff like that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. A lot more like casual homophobia. But then like as the books progress, and it's just interesting when you think that that's 2005, right? Like, and you think about right. like, social history, right? And even like TV, like, you know, a lot of people talk about you watch Friends now and it's like super cringy, you know, because of like how homophobic the language is and like transphobic and all these sorts phobic all over the place. But like, it is interesting to read the books and watch the evolution as well of some of the language and some of the ways. And uh, that, well, that good for her, in the books. good for her for continuing to grow and learn and, uh, you know, start to work some of that out of there, you know? Yeah. Well, and also the characters become more diverse. The romances become more diverse. And also, and and part of that, I think, is is because it's what a lot of readers asked for. Well, and that's what I was curious to see if it was based more on feedback, because... I don't I'm know. Assuming... You'd have to ask J.R. Ward, but that is the impression I've gotten from boards, like good right, reports. Right. I could be wrong. J.R., you could come on and tell us if we're wrong. Looking forward I, to that honestly, conversation, J.R. I got a lot of questions about these uh, new type of sexy vampires. So I yeah, wanna... but Jr. can't come on right away because I have to read a few more books in the series before I can prep myself to really, you know, dig in deep with her. Okay. Um, but I would assume, as any author, you know, like she's writing from what probably was personally erotic. You know, she's not thinking, "What am I going to write that is going to be erotic to someone else that I don't care about?" 
mm-hmm. where she I'm I'm assuming that so with this first it's kind of like this is perhaps something like that comes to her mind where it's like dude I would love to have a guy like this enter you know uh enter my life and you know then be part of my life and like yeah this is super hot where then as she starts to develop some of these characters then there's more branch out more research for her to be like okay, what is this like? Because she even hints at one of the relationships, there's one of the vampires who has, um, I mean, for lack of a better term, a wife, because I'm not going to go into the terminology in the book, um, but his wife, which is basically unheard of in, like, if you're a warrior, you don't have a wife. You just sleep with whoever you want, whenever you want, however you want. Um, But to be in a committed relationship is really something quite unique. And so he gets made fun of all the time because he has a wife, but like at the end of the book, the king realizes, oh my God, like this, like I I now realize what I've been missing all these centuries that this other vampires had with um, his wife, like what a tight bond they have where he feels that same bond and ends up, um, you know, no spoiler alert here, but he ends up leaving the brotherhood to assume this life with his wife and doesn't want to put her in danger. So that kind of leaves off where the next book starts and we'll see what babies they make after that, I'm sure. Well, I, I feel like the book went off the rails as soon as you said that warriors could have sex with anybody they wanted whenever they wanted. And then all of a sudden he was like, but I want a girlfriend. I'm like, to me, like, that's just all of a sudden. Like, look, I, I'm not trying to judge. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, you know. It, it, you know, uh, you know, that's why you went and worked on your own erotic book. That's Jeremiah. exactly right. <laughs> Which I might like, add starts right with a sexy your erotic scene. erotic point of view. It started right with a sexy scene, too. Boom, right out of the gates, the Amy book. See? So that's why you put that out in the world. And then some people will really enjoy that thing. I do appreciate, I will say, Jeremiah, I could see how itchy, because this was a more literary review than usual. Yeah, I could right. see how how itchy it made you to watch Greg and I have a bit of a book club. <laughs> well, I, listen, I thought it was a beautiful thing. I, I could feel the synergy rolling, and uh, I appreciate and I could, you. And I could watch you playing with things on your wall and looking at the wiring above you. That's not true. I turned my camera off. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jeremiah, though, to the point, because, again, I take my assignment seriously, as I did say at the beginning— this was very heterocentric, so I knew there wasn't going to really be too much in it that I was going to be like, woohoo! Well, but that that's just why shows. that's why I probably analyze this more like a book club kind of review than like, oh, that was super hot because I'm like, okay, it was one couple, they had sex, it was great, yay! I saw the development of their relationship. I'm happy for them. Listen, but I thought your review was extreme. No. I, I, I thought your review was extremely thorough. As a Greg review, <laughs> straight erotica. Now. I'm not backpedaling. I'm being honest with you. I think it was a very I, I think, good, I think the, very what, clear review. Right. I think Greg. I would you. I don't know if you would agree. I would say that this is like a good book, maybe for somebody that wants both a literary experience and erotica. If they're wanting to like just have get more to the erotica, to Jeremiah's point, like this maybe isn't the best fit. Like there's a lot of erotic right. 
Do you know, it's kind of like um, people, uh, it's a really popular series in Stars, the Outlander series. Yeah, I've right? heard about oh, that yeah. one, yeah. Right? Outlander is different, right? It's a historical drama, pretty well, like that's definitely probably a little bit more literary, right? Where it's like, it builds a lot of tension, but you know, you're not just in it for sex, you're also in it for story. And I would say right. that this and is probably a book like that. This okay. is a series like that. Okay, so this is a a story-driven book series with erotica in it. Yeah, but okay. people love it. It's very popular. Listen, I'm, so. again, like the doc has taught me, I don't yuck anybody's yum. If this is your jam, super special vampires that don't have any extra super awesome powers from drinking certain types of blood and other stuff, which I still think should be in the they book. They do get strength from, they do get stronger in strength from drinking. I mean, they're naturally just stronger and faster without yeah, having to drink Yeah, vampires are badass. Vampires are badass like that. I love the movie Blade. I want to say something, and I know we need to end, but you do realize that these book reviews could be much, much shorter if you read the books. Why would I read the book? Why do I have to be put in that because, position? Because we spend a lot of the time in these reviews explaining to you, like, what the book is, and then you're mad about what it is, and then we're like, no, it does do that. I'm not mad about just the a... book. I'm just trying to be helpful and, and maybe elevate it a little bit more to a wider audience. That's that's all <laughs> I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> a wider audience meaning you? You. Yeah. You. <laughs> like our like our giant fan base that wrote in with all of the comments. There's earlier. a lot of comments about that. I got a lot of feedback. <laughs> there were. Okay. There were. So well, I would like to should should read Dark Lover and write in. I would love to hear emails, comments, you know, whatever, um, as to what people thought of this first book. Well, I would like to say thank you, Greg for taking your assignments so seriously and giving such a thorough review today. And I mean that truthfully because I know that our millions of fans out there who are, might be looking for a new book series, this is going to be a good one. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having a little bit of a book club. Maybe we should do like the University of Pleasure Erotica Book Club. And, and I think that Greg runs it. And I think Greg should run it. I think it would be really great. Okay, like the, there's the Oprah Book Club and then there's the University of Pleasure Erotica Book Club run by Greg. I think that could and be then, a great thing. You know, and then Greg... Because we, we just love to volunteer your time. For yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, well, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. It's always good to see you. It's always great to have you here on the University of Pleasure coming in to do your reviews. And, uh, you know, Doc, it's good to see you. Uh, you are not in any way seeming tired today. You just seem upbeat and, and happy. And I'm so glad. Somehow it's worse. It's worse than telling me that I seem tired. I don't what know anymore. Doing? I'm so confused. <laughs> Maybe just don't comment on it okay i'm not commenting on it well listen thank you so much <laughs> thank you for all that you do doc thank you greg for being here and being a part of the university of pleasure as always and uh, please things are still crazy out there so take care of yourself and each other be kind to one another and uh, we'll hopefully talk to you again next week bye doc bye bye greg bye bye greg how dare you how dare you This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. 
And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media.